That sounds great. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of That Sounds Great with Cash and G. We are here at The Cube, the home of producers in London, and we are we are just lining up a very special episode for you guys today. We've got a very incredible guest on the show. Tell us a bit more about the guest, G. Guys, welcome to the show. I'm super excited for this episode today. Today we have a friend of ours, friend of Avid, uh, someone we've known for a very long time, and we actually met him recently as well, which is awesome. Uh, first, I want to introduce David Young and Kim, now an absolute legend. You know, you really are the <laughs> success stories of kind of started from the bottom and, and we can't wait to explore your story today and actually tell the new generation and those interested in music and generally just interested in knowing more about you, um, how you began. But first of all, I'm going to keep my intro short and I'm going to let David talk about David Young and Kim. So please tell us uh, where you're from and kind of who you are and what you do. Mm. Um, my name is David Young and Kim. And uh, I currently reside in Los Angeles, California. Um, I was born in Korea, son of immigrants. We came to this country with $600 in our pocket. And uh, somehow we ended up here, man. Like, Damn. through a lot of hard work and dedication and, and grind. And we're here. Wow. Wow, incredible. And um, for, for, you know, for those that don't know, Guys, David is a Grammy winner. Just casually slide that in there. Um, <laughs> so yeah, really, really talking to that come up. Um, what was the, what was the process like going from sweeping studio floors to 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 achieving greatness like that? Um, it was a lot of hardships, a lot of um, a lot of tears, a lot of sweat, uh, sometimes blood. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know. Um, just like constantly finding motivation for the down days. And um, I'm gonna tell you, there were a lot more down days than up days mm. um, until recently. And I've been in the game for 11 years now. I started wow. as an intern on um, 2011, July 11th, actually. And, um, you know, for four years, all I did was pick up food, scrub toilets. Um, empty ashtrays, you know, clean up after the rappers had their sessions. And, um, you know, that's the only time I would get into the studios. Mm. And uh, coming from there in, in just finding reasons to stay, because mm. there was a point every day I would walk to my, my manager's office and like on the verge of quitting, you know, mm. and it, wow. I'll find something. Like, oh, mm. I remember when my friend tried to give me a security job like told me to quit the studio, you know, that triggered me. Okay, I'm gonna stay one more day. Mm. And then my parents might be like, hey, are you still like chasing your dream? Oh, that's another day I, I was gonna quit and, and didn't quit. Um, wow. Whatever it was, sometimes it was positive reinforcement. A lot of times it was like uh, negative reinforcement, but um, yeah, man, uh, you, we always heard the cliche, like just work hard, don't give up, but um, through my process i really learned what that meant and like mm. now it's i think it's my duty to pass that on to the next generation um i want to be that one person to to you know prevent that one person from quitting and mm -hmm. if i can change one life then you know how, how, how did you get your impact. foot how did you get your foot in the door in the first place well i graduated um top of my class in 2009 and um you know, I thought I was the shit. <laughs> I thought I was going, 
and come into the real world and just dominate. And uh, that wasn't the case. I couldn't find work for like two years. And, um, you know, Chalice was at the top of my list. I was kind of like the only place I wanted to work because when I was looking for internships and things like that, I ran into the website and I looked at the client list. I'm like, I might as well reach for the top, you know. And um, I kept trying. I kept submitting my resume and uh, I wouldn't hear back. So, you know, one day I, I kind of got fed up and I changed my approach. I went on Facebook and Chalice has a, a, a page with employees and stuff. I cold messaged the, the, nice. the employees, asked them, asked everybody if like, you know, they can, they can kind of get me in there or if I can get an interview. And then luckily one of the guys, um, he responded. His name is Josh Sellers. So shout, shout out, out to Josh. No, Josh is a real one. And um, I saw him today, actually, in the kitchen at Chalice. And, you know, it's, it's still love. And I'll nice. forever be thankful for him. Um, he vouched for me. And he said that, like, you know, I was his friend. And uh, they had a round of interviews coming up. I got an re- interview. And then um, I did well enough in the interview to to land an internship. Wow, man. That's amazing. And and <clears throat> stories like yours, David, are just they, they resonate a lot. I mean, when when we saw you as well, they resonate a lot with myself because I know that that typical saying of of starting from the bottom. Um, yeah. You hear so many success stories around when you speak to people. They've either gone full cell, they've gone college, yeah. they've kind of gone to university, whatever it may be, but ended right. up at their dream goal. And obviously, yours really is a a kind of like starting from the bottom story, right? So yeah, going yeah. back to kind of the engineering and mixing side of things now, right? Um. How did you kind of start learning how to mix? Was it because obviously you said you were popping into studios, cleaning ashtrays, sweeping the floors, getting coffees and stuff like that. But obviously mm-hmm. that would be like a minute or two, right? But how did you mm-hmm. actually get into, um, did you study in a specific music college or uni or did you kind of just pick it up on the job or how did you get into actually engineering and mixing and learning? Because obviously now you're a Grammy winner. Um, <laughs> there's, no, there's no right book on how to do it, right? It's, Fact, um, there's no right or wrong. In many ways, you learn on the job <clears throat> or, or whatever it may be. But yeah, how was your experience on, on how you got to learn? Um, so I went to the Musicians Institute in Hollywood. I took the recording engineering program. And uh, I would say t- probably 10%, maybe maybe a little bit less of my knowledge come, came from school. Mm-hmm. And uh, most of it was like, on the job, uh, real life experience. Mm. I would get into the studios after the clients would leave. And like, um, luckily, you know, our studio manager at the time, Sandra, she would let us get into the studios when, when they weren't booked. So anytime they weren't booked, you know, um, after my six o'clock, nine, 9 a.m. to six o'clock shift, I would get into the studios until like 2, 3 a.m., sleep on the couch, wake up, scrub the floors and and literally I'll come to work on Monday morning and I'll go home Friday night mm. every every day for like four years and um I will get into the studio any time uh, any chance I got and even if I didn't have anything to work on like I would redo uh projects I would I would like hit up people um that might need recordings and and bring them into the studio practice recording that way so by the time I got my shot like I have put in more hours than the guys that are actually there. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, and and I find it fascinating when you were talking about 
graduating from school and, and feeling like a million dollars, right? And, and feeling like you deserve the award and you're gonna dominate everything. Cause I, yeah. I had a similar feeling yeah. when I graduated, but the reality is I started working as a sound engineer. And next thing I know, I'm like cleaning cables and coiling cables. And I was like, hang on a second, I just paid all this money. <laughs> right. But it's funny cause like it, in reality, what you get for the most part is technical um, knowledge and mm -hmm. um, organizational skills from, from education. Not so much of the real life experience what, which you would get, you know, working in the likes of these studios and places like that. So it's it's always exactly. fascinating to hear that story. And and for anyone that's listening out there who's who's feeling down and 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 out from you know in their current role, just yeah, there's a there's a long road ahead, but it's a, it can be a good road if you stick at it, right? Exactly. Just don't give up. That's the main purpose of this whole conversation: is just never give up. Exactly. And like, and you are exactly where you're supposed to be in life. Because mm -hmm. if at any if in within those four years I was a runner, um, if I was throwing into the studio, I wasn't ready. You know, mm. I would have I would have messed it up. <laughs> I would I might have got blacklisted. I might have got I might have took steps backwards, you know what I'm saying? So like so I would always be so antsy about like and be so frustrated at why I my chance was not um my timing wasn't right and my is, chance didn't come yet. Is, but is it's because I wasn't ready. Is there a is was there a specific day that you can remember and think back to where you're like, oh man, that was the day where I got my chance to shine and, and impress some people in the studio? Um, no, not really, because the the only date that I could specifically remember was 7 11 2011, because that's the day that I first stepped into Chalice as an intern. Wow. And then from there, it was kind of blurry because Just like I know I know that I was an intern for one year for free. I know I was a runner for four years after that, but after that, it's kind of like I, I prepared so hard, yeah. you know, every opportunity that came to me, I, I almost felt like I was ready for, mm -hmm. and then, um, yeah, man, it just kind of happened so fast from there on, and uh, fast forward to like maybe three years ago, two years ago, that's where I finally felt like, oh, man, like, I think I didn't make it. But mm. I did a good job. Like everything happened for a reason, you know. Yeah, I, I remember just just touching back on what you just said a second ago. Now um, it's so important that you said this as well. But like, um, you know, like you know, f you said about four years ago you wasn't ready and stuff like that, dude. Mm -hmm. Stuff like that is so true. I remember like when I was out of university making beats as you do. You, you know, think you're ready, right? Best. Yeah, I had a I had a meeting with Atlantic Records somehow. Managed yeah. to get hold of someone from there. Went in there, and the guy was just like looking at me like, "What are you playing?" <laughs> anyway, forward on now, forward on now, and I actually listened back to it last year during COVID because I was like, let me go open some old projects up. Yeah. What, what was that? I was like, how can I even go in that room and be like, this is the kind of music we're making and walk out thinking, what, how would he even how like, did say, you, how did you secure yeah. that hook up? <laughs> that's, that's what I want to know. That's, wow. That's I know a, labels. Yeah. That's a yeah, huge we thing. That yeah, yeah, it was hit, good, man. Hit up G if you want to uh, <laughs> meet no, with was, these guys. It was, it was, um, but yeah, man, and it, and it just kind of showed me that's not the route that's designed for me. So let, right. let me just go and focus on myself. Um, right. But dude, it's so true, man. Like, you know, and the, the thing is, regardless of what you do, who you're with, whatever, it's just do not give up and just keep right. chasing that journey. Because as um, soon as you stop your journey, mm. you've stopped that journey. That's right? it. Obviously, there's certain things that come up in circumstances, but yeah, I do believe in the kind of thing about you design. You keep going. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. you're, you're, mm -hmm. you're making that path. That's it. Yes, you only lose when you stop, right? So. Exactly that. Yeah, exactly. 
So what what was it that made you choose Pro Tools then as as your main door? Had to drop well, it. when I first first started, I was on Logic, and then um, when I entered the program, the the recording engineering program, they were teaching it in Pro Tools, so I had to learn Pro Tools and like. I got. I gotta admit, I had like a like a love hate relationship with Avid because there were so many things that like that I was frustrated about, and then the next patch comes out, still nothing changed. But then ultimately, I I got so comfortable with Pro Tools, like I'm leaving Pro Tools. I'm gonna go try Studio One. Nope. That's it. That lasted an hour. I had to go back to pro. Sorry, sorry. Again. Like, take me back, like a like a like an ex girlfriend kind yeah, of thing. But, sorry, we man, forgive but, you. We forgive you, David. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate you. <laughs> and now, and now we're here, right? But um, yeah, Pro Tools just like Pro. Um, the thing I love about Pro Tools is like you can. There's ten different ways to do one thing. Mm. You know, there's there's multiple hotkeys hot to do one thing. You got keyboard focus mode. You got regular and then you got now you have customizable keyboards so like the mm-hmm. the possibilities are endless and then the thing that you guys showed me i think you guys showed me the search bar that's that's amazing and now i know now now i have two ways to do that because remember mm-hmm. i showed y'all the the yeah, little help buttons yes. yeah, but yeah. yeah average just i mean pro tools just has so many paths to get mm-hmm. to the same destination and like that's how I look at life, you know, like you, there's not one path to get somewhere. You just pivot, pivot, pivot. Sometimes this way works. Okay, that's cool. Sometimes you don't have a number pad, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. you don't have your mouse. You have a trackpad and you got to finesse your way to, to get mm-hmm. the same result. And like Avid, you know, you figured it out. When yeah. one door opens, uh, one door closes, another one opens. Wait, door exactly. or door? One door? Oh, door. oh that's door. that's what I heard too. Damn, that was good. <laughs> you meant that, that was like the unintentional English accent. That was yeah. door. One door opens. <laughs> Another door closes. Oh, it's that time of the show. There it is. It's uh this is the part of the show we call the album interlude section, David. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with the show, but what that means is you've got 60 seconds to answer as many possible, um, as many questions as possible, rather. Uh, and there's going to be like a mixture of music-related ones and, and random ones we're going to be asking you. Um, cool. And we'll see how many you can answer. How's that sound? Let's do it. Let's go. I know it's a bit late for you, so apologies. Uh, yeah, um, but yeah, let's, let's, let's go for it and see how you can get. Uh, right. how, how many you can get. So... Your timer starts now. <laughs> um, KFC or fr- uh, Korean fried chicken? Korean fried chicken. Monitors or headphones? Monitors. NBA or NFL? NFL. Soundflow or no soundflow? Soundflow. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Digital or analog? Digital. Hip hop or R&B? R&B. Favorite song you've mixed? Rocks in the middle. Early bird or night owl? Early bird. Guitar or piano? Piano. Rapper, dead or alive, you'd love to work with? I'm working with them right now. Folder tracks or no folder tracks? What was that? Folder tracks or no folder tracks? Folder tracks. Two artists you'd love to hear on a track together? Hmm. Oh damn! 
Oh, that's that's a you got me. Um, Nas and Jay Z. Oh, yeah, time went out. We'll that give was you that good. One. We'll give you Nas that one. And Jay-Z. That would be, be hard. I feel like Bro. that should have already happened though. It's it's happened. It's happened. Just not the correct way. Oh, I see. Yeah. I see. Okay. You oh, know, thank you, bro. That was amazing, though, man. We're gonna we're gonna yeah. tally all wicked. the results. Hey, up, he was he was firing yeah, on all cylinders on that one. But you, you, did. you guys were talking too. You guys were asking too slow. Oh, <laughs> oh damn! <laughs> we got beef out here. Wow. Okay. Uh, okay, you want all the smoke? I'll tell you oh, what, though. Man. You did you did cheat us on one of the answers. I did. Uh, yeah, rapper dead or alive, you'd love to work with. I mean, oh. it was a, it was an ultimate flex to say you're already working with them, <laughs> but maybe you're gonna give us an, a, a dead a dead rapper, I guess. I don't know. Um, but mate, Tupac, Tupac, yeah, yeah, there we go. Um, Tupac yeah. or Biggie? Tupac. Tupac, okay. Wow. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, that was man. He, he did he did really good on that. Yeah, really good. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go back a little bit now because I know you spoke about um, racks in the middle now. R.O.P. Our guy. Um, but that was like one of the, the sickest albums, dude, that I've heard. I mean, I still it still plays in my car. Like uh-huh. every time it comes on, it gets you pumped. It's just that music that you're just kind of like, wow, this messaging is just insane. You talk, are you talking about Victory Lap? Uh, Victory? Oh, bro. Uh, Victor, so Victor, sick. Well, not to not to point it out, but Victory Lap uh, came out before Racks in the Middle, and Racks in the Middle was like a like a standalone uh, single. Oh. So, so racks in the middle. It was gonna be part of, you know, uh, hit and hit and nip were like working more and more, and then, you know, he passed oh, away. Oh, of course, yes, yes, yes. But then, but Victory Lab is one of my favorite albums. And you, you did you mix that as well, right? No, no, that was Ali. Oh, that was all Ali. I only, so I only, yeah. So I only did racks in the middle. In the middle. Right? Yes, mm-hmm. exactly right. So how did you get on kind of racks in the middle, and how did that come about? Um, did you obviously work with, with Nipsey, uh, or was uh, it kind of sent you or like, was it stems? How did that kind of project come about? Dude. So, um, so hip boy and Nipsey were working on the song. And so Nipsey was coming, like he, he came to the studio every, every day for like four days straight to finish wow. the song out. And, um, a couple of the days I was there recording it like mm-hmm. the last two days. And um, upon completion of the recording, I took it upon myself to ask him, like, this is the first time I ever asked a big artist if I can mix for them. And at that time, at that time, I wasn't mixing a lot of big projects like that. So, um, you know, I was, I I, I went up to him after the recording. I was like, hey, um, I I don't know if this is the right way to approach it, but you know, do you think I can get the first pass at the mix? And he was like, hell yeah. Because oh, wow. he, he dug the vibe and, and I contributed to the energy yeah. of, in the sessions and stuff. And we, we you know, we got close. And uh, I think he, he felt my, you know, sincerity and mm. my eagerness to work on a song. And uh, the next week he booked the studio and uh, we knocked it out in like six hours. Wow, man! I, I literally super pictured organic. everything, pictured it all, because especially because yeah. we've been in the studio with you, so just envisioned it all happening, man. That's incredible. Yeah, that's amazing, a, man. Wow, that's a lesson cool. to all the all the young folks as well. Just take your shot. Go up and ask ask someone if, if yeah. you can take control of of whatever it is you want to do, man. Take yeah, because like, what's the worst worst thing that can happen? Is he says, "Nah, 
Yeah, okay, that's right. cool. <laughs> At least I try, and I, I'm never gonna wonder. Like, I would hate for the song to come out and be like, "Oh man, I wish I, I mixed this." Yeah, you know what I mean. Percent. So. No, that's cool. And and like speaking, um, speaking about legends in the game. What? Tell mm-hmm. us a bit about what it was like working with Nas. Oh man, so uh, working with Nas was was like it felt unreal because at one moment I'm working with him. And, and for, for all the listeners, like Nas is my first album I've ever purchased, you know, hip hop or not. Mm, this, that was wow, my introduction man. to the world of music. Wow. So, um, yeah, I was I was seven years old. My, my mom bought me. Um, it was Illmatic and it was written because oh um, one of my schoolmates was listening to it on this Walkman and, and he let me hear it. And I was like, oh, my God, you know, I was consumed. I was like, what is this? And um, that the next day, I literally begged my mom to take me to the local CD store, and and she, she bought it for me, right? And fast forward to what three years ago, when me and me and Hit Boy started working with Nas, and um, bro, it was it was crazy because Hit Boy is my favorite producer, and Nas is my favorite rapper. And while we're working in the studio, you don't really you don't really realize, and then the second. Okay, this song is done being recorded. I'm like, how the fuck am I here? <laughs> you know what I'm like, how how did I end up here? You know what I'm saying? And that must then, have been a real pinch me moment, bro. It was crazy. And then fast forward, like we're we're working on our fourth album together in in wow. four years. You know what I'm saying? Like, and just to add, it's you crazy. Off the album as well, right? Mm-hmm. from this album as well. Um, just quickly, bro, can you just maybe just speak about how real manifestation is? Because I'm a huge believer of manifestation, law of attraction. Um, and obviously in this case, you just explained, right? It's the first album you bought. But you had that album. You would never dude. think, wow, I'm going to... Or but, maybe you did But that's it, the thing, you know? yeah. Like, yeah. Would you picture yourself in that scenario to manifest it? No. That's crazy. Like, no, but you did. But that, you did. That's <laughs> you the did. thing. That's the thing. But that's the thing about manifestation. It doesn't work the way that you want it to work. Mm. You put it yep. into the universe and now it exists. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Somewhere. Right? And, and the same thing with, with negative effects. Like, mm. uh, if I do this, this is going to happen. Yeah, it is, bro. Because now you just created the situation for it to happen. Now you created a lane for something bad to happen to you. For some, the same, same thing is... Um, same way something great can happen to you, something mm. bad can happen to you because you manifest your fears also. Mm. And you know, fear is, is not something to be scared of. Fear is a direction ultimately you have to face before you get to the next level of your life. That's, That's so why true. fear is in your life. You mm. know what I mean? Hey, come this way. This is the right way to go. But then mm. we keep running from it and, you know, end up disappointed and end up frustrated at where we are. But you know, um, it's a very, very clear indicator of, hey, you need to get past me to get to the next level, you oh, know? Yeah. Yeah, and crazy. show manifestation is crazy, man. Like, that gives you a goal, that gives you a purpose, you know? And our purpose is always changing and, like, living without purpose, there's, there's no meaning because the first time you lose, the first time you miss a shot, you're shut down if, without purpose. Yeah. But if you do have a purpose, like Michael Jordan had a purpose, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? He always created, his purpose changed all the time, but but his focus never changed. 
And, and that mentality is worth a million dollars itself. Mm -hmm. oh, that, that, man, it's worth it's 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 priceless. priceless you can't teach you you can't teach that. Like you have to feel it for yourself, and then once you feel it, it's like you feel invincible, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I bet. Um, I'm just gonna just just briefly touch on kind of the studios and how how um you work very closely with Hitboy, and Hitboy is an amazing producer. Um. Mm -hmm. So I just want you to kind of just touch on how you guys have formed the relationship now. You know, you guys are really like closely working and stuff. Um, how did that come about? You know, because obviously <laughs> using Chalice and I guess he's now got a room there and everyone's kind of in that same building. Yeah. Um, how have you guys formed this relationship and how, how close did you guys work together as well? Man, um, yeah, man, he was he was at my wedding. <laughs> you know, wow. we're, we're close, bro. Um, <laughs> The way that it started is hilarious because he was a, I was a runner at the time at Chalice and mm -hmm. he was a client. Um, he was booked in Studio G and uh, they had a Chick-fil-A run in LA, like had a brand new Chick-fil-A. It's infamous for taking forever. And then they had a Chick-fil-A run and um, I took that opportunity to try to make myself useful. Yeah. So, you know, I went over there, took their order order to food it was like 15 minutes flat and that's like unheard of like i literally wow. went on that food run like like it was the last food run i would ever go on in my life like my wow. life depended on it i came back within 15 minutes his manager was you know he was really surprised how fast i came <laughs> back and then that led to the question oh what do you do nice. like do you do you produce nice. you engineer oh i'm an engineer Oh, word, let me get your number. I didn't wow. get a call back for two years. I forgot about it. I forgot about it. And then Did they called me. Hit Boy was going through a transition with his engineer. He called me. I was available. Went, went over there. Showed him I was prepared and ready. And then from there on, like, he just kept hitting me back. And then Did it got to a point where I had to leave. Um, at that time, I was an engineer at Chalice now. So I was, you know, working with all the big hitters. Every day, it's someone different. Ariana, John Legend, wow. like Kid Cudi, Travis Scott, back to back to back to back to back days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So did you, huh. sorry, did, did, did you ever ask um, what made him remember you? Was it was it the fact that no. you'd like you'd, you'd grown bigger as an engineer by then, or was it just that he just remembered that? I know? think I think they they probably went down the their phone. Like, uh, like, oh, I remember this guy. Yeah. And then I, I, I probably made a, you know, per, like a good impression on him. Yeah. And um, shout out to Cass, who was uh, his manager at the time. But, mm -hmm. you know, uh, I got the opportunity. Wow. And when the bell rang, I was ready. I mean, people, people want to help people out these days. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, whatever it is, people do want to help people out. They will mm -hmm. go through their phone. They will look at, oh, he's a young guy. He's good, you know, because that's, that's, that's the new generation. That's what we support at Pro Tools as well. And that's kind of what yeah. we want to show is that new generation, you know, we want to help. And mm -hmm. there's a lot of people in the industry who genuinely want to help. They'll go yeah, for the list. Yeah. And, you know what? Mm -hmm. That guy's young. He's hungry. Maybe he's mm -hmm. not there, but let's get him in the studio. Kind See of what he's make got. him into, <laughs> yeah, like get him into... Mm -hmm getting into the zone and actually getting them into mixing or whatever it may be. Yeah, so I totally yeah. understand, man. Going for the phone list thing, I've heard it many times before as well, and yep, it works. Yep. <laughs> Definitely, um, bro. Um, so what, what, what advice do you have for any uh, aspiring engineers out there, David? Um, I say don't skip any steps. 
you know, uh, be the best version of your yourself today. Mm-hmm. And that will lead you to be the best version of yourself when, you know, when, when that, when that phone calls, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? When that phone rings, you got to be prepared. And that means you can't be skipping steps. You got to, you got to soak in all the knowledge you can soak in. You got to take some spills. You got to take some losses so you know how to get back up. If you're with a client and he hires you and you've never taken the L, complete computer crashes in the middle of a session, how can you react? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, if your hard drive crashes, like, what are you going to do? If you've never been through these things before, you're, you're toast. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, missing, missing prepares you for how to act when you actually make something. Yeah, you know, that's so true. Yeah, troubleshooting is is a huge deal in, in that particular role. Yeah, I as an engine, we're the we're the last. We're there is no one we can blame. Something <laughs> happens. Yeah, yeah. We can't be like it's Pro Tools. Oh, Pro Tools sucks. You know what I'm saying? Every pro, everybody's probably used that excuse. I but get, it's yeah, not. I get, I get them okay. calls uh, okay. pretty much every day, David. So yeah, yeah you. Hey, man, it's why not. You it's not. Like, hey, uh, it's not DAE error ten seventy three. Okay, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's, oh, it's, it's us. It's us. It's we. Send it's crash our lack. report. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> people but you people can't... just see that as people just see that as send to G, bro. <laughs> like honestly, the amount of times I get it is just like oh, that's bro. what happens when you're helpful, though, bro. That's, oh that's, man, that's the, that's the issue. Wow, David, honestly, thank you so much for taking the time to, to speak with us today. And, and thanks for all your, your kind words and your advice for, for some of our sure. viewers and listeners out there. Um, it's been incredible having you on. And obviously, it was incredible meeting you in person um, earlier this year. And I hope that it's the it's the beginning of a, of a really long and healthy relationship with, with yourself yes, and, and us at Avid, man. Yeah. Um, and, and David, I just want to kind of really just briefly touch on um, what, what David's doing outside of kind of just mixing as well. You're helping a, a new generation of uh, mixers, engineers. You have this education program that you're doing. And obviously, we're very supportive of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you can find David on... David, what's your Instagram story? David Young and Kim. We'll, we'll, put, we'll put all his put details in the, details. In the, in the, um, in the So please, if you're into education, you want to learn about mixing, you want to learn from a young, cool person who's really started from the bottom, <laughs> so please just head over to David's Instagram. And uh, you can see a lot from there. But guys, thank you so much. Man, yeah, for sure. And, and and also um, for for some of you that haven't watched the the recent video we did with David, um, go and check that out. He he judges um, <laughs> a beat that was <laughs> that was made uh, by G uh, on a on a surprise trip to <laughs> to, to LA. So yeah, make sure you guys go and check that out. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us, David. Man, you, appreciate David. you guys, appreciate man. It, man. If you if you need anything from me, um, let me know. Love, man. Thank you very thank much. You, um, cheers, everyone, for watching. If you're on YouTube, and make sure you leave a like and a comment if you enjoyed this episode. And if you're streaming on your mm-hmm. preferred digital streaming platform, uh, please make sure you, you rate this episode five stars. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll see you on the next one. Thank you, everyone. Take care. See you, David. Bye-bye.